KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Jay, did you ever take music lessons as a kid? Actually, I did. No. Oh. As a kid, I always had wanted to play the saxophone. It was either the saxophone or the drums. My mother came home with a trumpet. <laughs> I know. Why? Well, the trumpet was a little less expensive than the, uh. than the saxophone or the drums. The problem is I wanted no parts of the trumpet. I tried to play <laughs> that thing for maybe six months. It didn't work. And then I simply picked up my first bass glove and picked up my baseball bat and went back to playing baseball. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear that that music education. You all probably would guess that I have learned multiple instruments and voice lessons and whatnot. But even you, Jay, that music education really affects everybody. It does. I think that's one of the things in schools today that will help so many kids is having some form of music music education, whatever it is that they're into. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And now what's really unfortunate is that not every school has that opportunity built in. Luckily, we've got some great programs here in Philadelphia that bring music education to students who don't get it in their schools. We're going to talk about two of them today, Rock to the Future and Play on Philly. They both have some exciting news happening right about now, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, if you happen to be driving into the city this morning, and you might have noticed that 95 South was closed for a stretch down near the sports complex over near the Wells Fargo Center and, and Lincoln Financial Field. That's because there was a tragic accident that occurred overnight where three people, including two Pennsylvania State Troopers, were killed. Now, this whole thing started when a man was walking along this stretch of highway, I-95. If you've been on I-95, that's not a place you want to be on foot, let alone at that time of night. And it began with that, and KYW's Timmy Menez describes what happened from there. It was around 1 o'clock in the morning when state troopers got to the southbound lanes of 95 by the link. And according to the initial police reports, they pulled over and had the lights flashing. Police say they were in the process of getting the guy who was walking on the highway into their car when a driver sped down the shoulder and hit the two troopers and the other person, and the impact sent the victims flying onto the other side of 95. The victims were pronounced dead on scene. Investigators say the driver who hit them stopped and waited as Philly police and state police responded. No word yet on potential charges or why the one victim was walking on 95 to begin with. The stretch of 95 between Broad Street and the Walt Whitman Bridge was closed for about eight hours as state police investigated while also mourning the loss of two of their own. Good grief. And in and, and a statement that's been released by Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf. Quote, this tragedy is a reminder that our law enforcement officers put their lives on the line every day. And we Pennsylvanians are grateful for the men and women who protect us and our communities. It's really wild. It's there's so many questions still left to it that I'm sure will answers may or may not come out over the next couple of days, like why this man was walking on the highway. But it just reminds you, you know, how dangerous cars can be and how careful you've got to be out there. It makes me also wonder about this driver. Like, why are you want speeding up the shoulder on a highway in the middle of the night where I just start asking the obvious questions of what was going on there? At least the driver didn't try to get away. But what was happening there that caused this whole accident? It's I can't even make sense of how this would happen. It's just terrible. Now, a West Philadelphia Business Association is trying to cut down on crime by distributing free cameras to businesses and residents. They're calling this initiative Project Safe Corridors, and Jabari Jones, president of the West Philadelphia Corridor Collaborative, says he hopes this will give people a better sense of security. We believe that the presence of these cameras alone will be able to help deter some crime and some criminal activity. If people see cameras on any block, you know, lining a block, that might make them think twice. 
Now, they're going to be distributing about 300 of these cameras and using the Philadelphia police data to prioritize those who are in these high crime spots. It's definitely needed because, unfortunately, of the uptick that we've seen in crime here in the city over the last couple of years. Jay, I know that these are there is some serious crime out there and this is probably meant for more serious crime. But I wonder if I'm in the right part of West Philadelphia, if I could get one of these and if it would stop those darn porch pirates that we've talked about. Oh, my God. That's actually, I mean, let's let's keep it real. That is a part of the, the crime. Is those are thefts. Those people can't yeah. even have something sitting on your porch if it's delivered to your house. But that's the idea, right? Is that if there are cameras around, if it's a well-lit area, if they see those cameras, they might think twice before doing whatever they're going to do, whether it's porch theft or breaking in or carjacking or any of that. And it is for businesses and residents. And we'll link to the application down in the show notes. And of course, more information will also go out on the Twitter feed at the Johncast. Now, Jay, we have some breaking theater news this morning that I am very excited about, naturally. Of course. And it's on Monday, too. We're getting this early I in the know, week. I know, but the Kimmel Cultural Campus announced their new season this morning. So I've, I've got to lay it out for you. They've got Moulin Rouge, Tony winning musical based on the movie. Jagged Little Pill, which is uh, Alanis Morissette music. It deals with a lot of really tough issues, drug addiction, sexual harassment, race, kind of a whole bunch of things, but with Alanis Morissette music. Beetlejuice, which is Beetlejuice. You, uh, you all know the story there. Of course. Got to be careful. You don't want to say that a third time, but yes. I- yeah, you're right. That was only two, right? <laughs> that's two. That's two. <laughs> but the show that I'm most excited about that is coming to Philadelphia within the next year is six. This is a musical, kind of like a concert style musical okay. about the six wives of Henry VIII. And they are singing pop music about their lives with him and after him and, and their whole stories. It's I have not seen it. It's been selling out at really expensive prices because also this show was set to open on like March... I don't know, 12th or 13th or pretty much the day that Broadway shut down in 2020. Oh, wow. So it finally came back, reopened on Broadway. And I'm surprised that it's touring so soon. But I'm really excited about that because I haven't been able to afford those New York Broadway price tickets. So (laughs) maybe I'll be able to get it when it's in town here. I talked with the Kimmel's Senior Director of Programming and Presentations, Frances Egler. She agrees. She's also most excited about seeing Six and explained why it's an especially good show to bring audiences back to the theater. What everyone was missing during COVID and uh, it was getting together and experiencing a full show. And this is just the audience uh, electricity and energy that's that, that goes back and forth between the singers. And it's just it's really electric. It's just so much fun. So we've got that to look forward to. There's also some classics that you probably will have heard of. The Lion King. Of course. Les Mis, Annie, some some, nothing, some oldies but goodies. Nothing wrong with the classics. Nothing wrong with the standards. I can't list all of the, I think, 16 shows that they're doing right now on this podcast. But it's up at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. You can also get subscriptions. Lots of lots of ways to get out and see these awesome shows. The arts in this city, I don't think people understand, have such a huge imprint. And all that starts with music education. When we come back, we'll be talking about a couple of music education programs here in the city of Philadelphia that are giving kids some really cool opportunities to learn music and experience art. We'll tell you how you can get involved as well. That's coming up when we come back in a minute. I'm Jay. 
I'm Sabrina, and music education is something that means a lot to me. It's really shaped my life from learning flute and saxophone to, of course, singing that then got me into musical theater. And I hate to think of students not getting that opportunity, but it does happen in a lot of public schools. That's why I volunteer with Rock to the Future, which is an organization that provides music lessons to kids in underserved communities here in Philadelphia. They're having a big fundraising concert on Friday, and Shara Day Howard got to talk to the organizers and some of the students about it. Hey, Shara Day, how's it going? How are you? Shara, you spoke with Jessica Kraft, the CEO and founder of Rock to the Future. So what did she tell you about this program and the opportunities that it's providing to these kids? So she was uh, really passionate. She seems like one of those people who does everything because her heart tells her to. And you look around and you can tell the kids are really responding to that. The point of the program is to really use music to encourage kids to kind of dream big, she said. We want to use music as a way for, for young people to, um, to dream big, to realize their potential. But also to reduce conflict. You know, peer conflict is at that age, I think they serve years uh, third grade and above. And it's really impressive how these kids come together and have a collaborative experience and you can feel no tension. It's just they're creating. And that's the point, to use this as a holistic way to help kids really develop their skills interpersonally and academically. The focus is on rock music, which is a different approach than what we're normally used to seeing. They teach such things as the guitar, the bass, drums, something that I always wanted as a kid, drums, (laughs) and more like they actually form up actual bands instead of doing an orchestra or something like like a large group. Did Jessica think that it was just a different appeal than learning from a more traditional school band instrument, such as, well, the saxophone or the trumpet, which we also (laughs) talked about at the start of this particular podcast? Yes, I think she recognized that the point of it all is to get them into the room, through the door, through using music and having accessibility to things that maybe ordinarily they wouldn't have access to. The program's free. They provide all of the uh, instruments. In addition to that, they don't have to audition either. So there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do it. And once they get through the door, she really uses all of these amazing uh, communication skills and, and methods to talk to the kids and have them talk to one another. I mean, it really is a holistic uh, youth development. Uh, opportunity and she uses music to do that. What do the kids think of this? Kids love it. One of the girls uh, told me that uh, she never had a keyboard, didn't even think she wanted a keyboard, and she sat down in front of it and now she feels as though she can play well enough to play in front of her family and her friends. It took her out of her shell a bit. That's amazing. Yeah. A 12-year-old girl (laughs) is just about to go through adolescence, a preteen who's saying something is bringing her out of the shell, so her shell, so. Yeah, when I've gone to these programs and talked to some of these kids, they they really have kind of come into their own through playing in a band. And I mean, that they are more confident than I was at that age because I was terrified of singing solo. So, you know, that's, that's really impressive. I've also done a lot of tutoring through this program. So they do a lot beyond music, which I think is really cool. They have academic help, career counseling mindfulness and and mental health, kind of helping these kids go through what they might have to go through in their own lives, which Jessica talked about as well. We really focus our programs around youth development. So we integrate restorative practices, trauma-informed approaches, conflict resolution skills, peer collaboration. So how can we kind of use like all of these exciting opportunities to get kids in the door? And then we use that as a way to help them, you know, in other areas, whether that be school, social life, mentoring, whatever it is that is really that individual child needs. 
Exactly. So a lot of these, uh, as she said, open the door and they'll walk through. But the music is kind of something that just turns the light on for them and allows them to see what's in the room. And once they get there, they realize they can recognize a little bit more of themselves and they're a little bit more open to sharing that with their friends and others. Rock to the Future has this big fundraiser coming this Friday, the Music for All Ball. What happens at that event? So it's great. So I, I would love to hear more of Sabrina's experience, too, because I know this is what they've been looking forward to for quite a long time. It's a benefit concert, and it's going to be emceed by Will Toms, who's the Rec Philly, uh, who's with Rec Philly. Also, it's going to be featuring not just the kids and some of the alum from the program. Uh, so the kids are coming back to kind of help out. So you've got some of the older ones, the younger ones, a little mix, a little stew. And then you've got Georgie Bonds, who's a blues legend who's going to be featured as well. So this is going to be an entire program event. This is a big deal. It's going to be at World Cafe Live, right? Yeah, World Cafe Live. They're also streaming it if you can't make it there in person or don't feel comfortable going in person, doing a little hybrid thing. So it's really exciting, and it's very cool for the kids to get the opportunity to meet and play with actual professional musicians. I think that's kind of the biggest thing about this event. I love it. So I think this is something that's for everyone, someone who knows the uh, topics, who loves music, who likes kids. But this is someone just your average person can go, can attend, can help support this program, because this is where a lot of their funding comes from, programs like this. I came up in a household where my dad was a singer. He's had this love for music. How do you think music and art connects to a greater sense of growth and development as a person? especially starting with these kids being their kids or teenagers. So I think it's almost one of the most pivotal ways in which you can speak to a kid before they can voice what they're feeling and thinking. They haven't really connected sometimes early on with what they're thinking and feeling in their external life. And music is a way to kind of bring the inside out. So I started playing the guitar when I was 13. Actually, I started with the bass when I was 13 and then graduated to the guitar. By the time I was in my 20s, I was playing uh, World Cafe Live. I was doing all these things locally. So music has always been a really integral part of my life. So I don't think without music, I would have been able to really speak the language a lot of people speak. It would have uh, it wouldn't have been so easy as an adult. Yeah. You know, I, I just remembered I have a tattoo on my back that I don't see very often. And, and I, it just came to mind because it says where words fail, music speaks. And I think it just brings an extra level of emotion to things. And it, it makes me think of these, these kids who... They write their own songs, too. A lot of the kids do. And they some of them have written songs about living through a pandemic or gun violence or whatever they're dealing with. And it really has helped them express themselves. I have to imagine it helps them emotionally cope with what's going on. It's it's really impressive how mature these kids are in a lot of cases where they're writing, you know, like protest songs that are actually very poignant and this is what brings it out, you know, having this opportunity to learn music. Right. And think about what more what more of a pivotal time in Philadelphia. We have increased street violence, gun violence as is at an all time high. You have a lot of trauma that's going on and these kids need to be able to talk about it. And in a lot of cases, it's uh, parents don't know how to ask. Uh, adults are at a loss as well. So arts is a way of healing sometimes the unhealed. It's a way of uh, speaking, giving people uh, not only a voice, but giving them a platform. And what better time to do it than when kids need it most? And I think maybe music is a subtle way to do it, but it's very effective. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on with us. 
being able to talk about this really awesome and impactful organization. It's Rock to the Future's Music for All Ball that's coming up this Friday. Shara, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Wonderful to see you both. That's Shara Day Howard, one half of the Artist Block, and you'll hear more about Rock to the Future on Tuesday on the Artist Block on KYW News Radio 1039 FM, 1060 AM, or of course on the Odyssey app. The other half of the Artist Block is about to join us now because there's an organization that's helping kids in the city learn music. It's called Play on Philly. Justin Udo, Sierra's tag team partner in the Artist Block, joins us now. He spoke with him recently. And Justin, tell us about some of the programs that Play on Philly offers. Well, Jay, Play on Philly, they uh, they work with a lot of kids um, in Philadelphia who do not have access to music in school or they have very limited access to music in school. Right now, they have about 300 kids in this program. This program does everything from work with them with musical instruments, works with them in, uh, in an ensemble standpoint, and also works. They just recently brought choir into everything. So it's teaching kids. It's really a big focus is teaching kids life skills and things they can use outside of music through music. Now, I think it's worth pointing out, Play on Philly teaches like kind of more traditional orchestral instruments, what you would see in a band class in school versus we just talked about Rock to the Future, which is more about rock bands, guitar, bass, drums and whatnot. So that's a little bit of the difference between those. And you spoke with the director of educational programming for Play on Philly, Jessica Zweig. Let's hear what she had to say from the story that you did on her. And you'll actually hear some of the kids playing in the background here. Students in our program, and we have a little over 300 of them, are taking group lessons on their instruments every day after school, five days a week, two hours a day. And our model is that students play in groups, they learn in groups, and the ensemble is a little metaphor for what life is like. In an ensemble, you have to share, you have to follow a leader, you have to compromise. And so playing an instrument is a vehicle for promoting life skills and executive functioning skills in students. Now, Justin, what did Jessica tell you about the sort of life lessons these kids are learning through their music? They're, they're really learning, as she said, um, they're learning to, to get along with others, to, to know how to take, um, take uh, talk to authority, to work with authority, how to harp on things, um, no pun intended, um, until you get it right, how to keep on hitting those notes. Um, just in life, you know, you, it's about consistency and teaching that consistency through music. So she said those are some of the really big things that they have for the kids uh, that they want them to take away out of this program. I know, obviously, this sort of thing is very instrumental to their development as we go along through this. And I know they just announced the Marian Anderson Young Artist Program, named for the incredible musician and civil rights activist who we've talked about before. Shara has talked about her before as well. What are they doing with the Marian Anderson Program? Oh, this is just really cool, Jay. I mean, so with the program already, as we talked about, it's an after-school program for kids. It really kind of introduces them to music, helps them become better in music. But the Marian Anderson, young artist, what it's really doing, it's aimed at getting kids who really are taking it seriously and, and want to pursue a career, a potentially a career in it. So it's really giving the, them those dedicated resources, dedicated um, instrumental teaching and, and people, putting them in certain situations and giving them mentorship that they really need to go just super hard on their instrument. And now people can apply for that program and get more information about Play on Philly at playonphilly.org. There's so much you can learn from music. And again, you know, I think the thought of not having that in school would it would have changed my whole life if I didn't have that opportunity. So I love that they're getting this. And it's also a form of creative expression. You know, Justin, you have your Udo haikus and you're you're very artistic as well. I feel like you know, you can probably understand where kids need this this kind of outlet for 
both things that they can learn, like life lessons they can take away, but also just a way to express their feelings about everything that's going on in the world. I think you're 100% correct with that, Sabrina. If we look at a lot of the uh, violence and youth violence, specifically in Philadelphia, things that are happening where kids are making lifetime decisions in a blink of an eye that aren't the best decisions. I think with music, with having um, an, an artistic outlet really helps you breathe, it helps you focus, it helps you look at the bigger picture and helps you. And it also gives you some reprieve from those harsh things that are going on. So many of the young poets that I have either taught as students or even just growing up being part of choir, part of dance classes, all these different things give you what Justin just mentioned there, an outlet to be able to kind of get away from doing other things that could lead you to such things as ending up in the streets. Justin, what else are you checking out this week, by the way? Well, speaking of the kids, speaking of staying out of the streets, I'm actually right now I'm on my way into City Hall to Mayor's reception room because they're, uh, the city is announcing just different programs, different things that kids can get involved with this um, this summer that parents and families need to know. Because, as you know, it, it it's uh, might be a few months off, but it comes at you fast. So you need to get oh, the yeah. kids signed up before before June hits and your hands are up in the air saying, what am I going to do? What's the city have to offer? They're, they don't care. The city does care. They have some things and I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the rundown um, on those things to, to put out on KYW news radio to let folks know about what's happening there. And I'm also for the adults and it comes to the arts is one of um, my big things. Um, the Barnes foundation is bringing the U S poet, poet laureate in this week to talk. And so I'm going to talk to her, talk to them about just what's going on and what they'd like people to know uh, going on there. Justin Mann, thank you for joining us. Of course, you can follow him at Justin Udo on Twitter. And check us out this Friday because he'll be joining us once again for another Udo Haiku. Justin, thank you so much for popping in with us today. Thank you for having me, as always, always. That's all for today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. Thank you for checking us out on this Monday. We'll be back at you tomorrow.